We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pod Mavericks Presents Group Therapy. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief over at MavsMoneyBall.com, and we are hosting what will be our hopefully regular Friday afternoon uh, show here, doing a little you know, live show like we used to do in the green room. Had one last Friday that was shockingly fun with our friends uh, overseas joining in the middle of the day, which is great. Um, yeah, I, I really want you guys to participate here. I'm going to post the link here in the, uh, in the comments and pin it. Should have done that beforehand. Um, but uh, yeah, give me just a second here. And yeah, so it's, it's been kind of an uneventful week, I think in, in Mavs land. Uh, I really had no idea what, what I was going to be talking about on the show at all. Um, until yesterday when the Dallas Mavericks uh, ended up closing out uh, or not the Mavericks, the Milwaukee Bucks ended up getting closed out by the heat. And so, you know, here we are uh, because after, you know, Giannis had quite the day um, in, in, in terms of being online where everyone really loved his thoughtful answer about failure. And I felt like a crazy person, but opted to not comment on it whatsoever because there's really no there's really no upside in that regard to to just talking about these sorts of things whenever um whenever it's not your team involved that sort of thing um hello from germany that's fantastic rough i did not know that um you were you were over there we we need to get our slovenian friends here as well anybody that wants to talk or ask any questions but i'll pick back up what i was rambling on here about in a second um, I see Hyperion waiting in the chat. We're going to pull him up here in just a second. But, you know, Mark Cuban, um, Mark Cuban kind of had some some odd thoughts related to uh, related to to Giannis's answer. And he he said he said, great response, Giannis. This response should be required viewing for every sports media member and journalism teacher and student. Headline seeking questions that look good in a tweet are what sports media has devolved to far too often. 
And in, you know, just a shocking turn of events, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban is wrong um, because he doesn't understand how content functions in this day and age. And I just kind of wanted to talk about his comments for a second uh, because, you know, the Dallas Mavericks sports media has some people that I love, some people I don't get along with, but every single one of them is is goes to work and works hard. I, I really want that to, to be out there. It's not easy going up and asking questions. And one of the things that that drives me nuts about this is that the notion that the question is the problem. And I can assure you the question is not the problem. It's the answer. Luka Doncic, for example, we all love Luka. Luka doesn't like talking to the media, doesn't really like giving detailed answers because there's not a lot of good that can come out of detailed kind of narrative related questions grant asset does a good job at asking basketball questions uh in relation to things that he sees on the floor but a lot of times these guys don't actually want to answer questions um friend of the show matt moore or enemy of the show matt moore depending on your point of view once told me a story about how he asked kevin durant a question uh, about basically explaining him, asking him to explain something and why he did the thing that he did on the court in a particular way. And Durant basically told him to pound sand that he wouldn't understand because he's not a basketball player. And that sentiment from basketball players is actually a lot more widely uh, held than you can believe. If, if you'll, if, if you'll, you'll grant me that because these guys are superstar athletes. They do stuff kind of on, on instinct. The explanation of how they do a lot of things for some guys, it, getting into the weeds of why they do what they do isn't interesting to them. And so, of course, you know, Cuban goes on to share some, some you know, hokum nonsense from chat GPT where he goes and asks, you know, you are an NBA sports reporter. You are asking questions to the star of the top rated team of the conference that just lost a first round playoff series to a lower seated team. What questions will you ask him? You know, and, and proceeds to share that sort of thing with comments like this AI could get a job in the business. Now, that shit killed me because one of the reasons that uh, ESPN's band, what that he refers to himself as Band McMahon, was so removed from the American Airlines Center credentialing process for a while was because Mark Cuban was trying to make a point about future AI stuff that was coming. Like he thought that AI write-ups and things like that were going to basically remove the media from the process and that they weren't going to, um, they weren't going to be able to, to like sports coverage would basically go away and then sports would kind of go, you know, start to go away as a result. It was a really weird argument. It was like six or seven years ago, but now of course Cuban likes uh, computer generated AI. Uh, because he's getting criticism from the local media. And if you're getting criticized by the locals, uh, then therefore you can't, uh, you know, it, we, we got to get the media on out of here. Of course, you know, uh, that, that led to, to friend of, you know, friend of the show, my co-host or co-host and, and co-editor over at Mavs Moneyball, Josh Bowe, seeing this, getting kind of pissed off, going to chat GPT himself and asking chat GPT, I am the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. One of my best young players, Jalen Brunson, is a free agent. He has been offered a large contract by the New York Knicks. My only option is to outbid the New York or I lose this player for nothing, setting my team back during a critical stretch where I want to be a contender. What should I do? Should I re-sign Brunson? 
And the answer that ChatGPT gave basically showed that the Mavericks shit the bed. Just a lovely, just a lot. Josh has it on. I, I will post it in the comments if anybody wants to see it. It was a great, it was a great, you know, just back and forth. Um, you know, I don't really mind Cuban dunking on journalists. I don't really consider myself a journalist, but it's just, it's like, number one, you're, you're clearly tampering with, with Giannis. That was a frustrating, you know, just, just blatant, obvious thing. It's like, you have, the Mavericks have no means to get Giannis. Please leave it alone, friend. Um, and, and it's just, it's like, uh, could he please not just not, I don't want to think about Mark. Just don't want to do it. Just, just don't want to do it. Not for a couple of weeks. Okay. I've got three people waiting. I'm going to bring you all up in order and anybody else that wants to come up, please click the link in the chat. If you're listening on the podcast, really appreciate your support as well. Coming up first is my man Hyperion. What's up? This is, this is hopefully not too late for you. Oh, hello, Cork. No, it's it's 10, 10 p.m. here in Hungary. Uh, greetings to everybody. Um, hello, from, hello, Hyperion. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I love that Mike Cuban started to recruiting Yanis Atatakumpo 2.0 already. Sure, let's just do it again. So, Sorry, come again. But it's it's he's doing it again. So it's like, let's, yes. why not? Why not? I I I love Mark Cuban as a character, uh, but I I have more and as the year years go by and by, I I have more problems. Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner, because he said he says some some things that are just mind mind blowingly idiotic. So uh, I love Yanis. I said before, I, I, I listen to podcasts, main, mainstream American sports media, like First Take, Undisputed. And, like, and you like those? Bill Simmons and all, all these guys getting on Luca. He isn't in the playoffs. And I see these playoff games. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm wondering, hmm, which, which Dallas Maverick starters with Luca? in his whole five years would play in, in these playoff teams, would start Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, as Josh, Josh Bo wrote that fantastic piece, how Dinwiddie and Finney Smith are barely playable in the playoffs with, with the Nets. They, they are nowhere playing at the level uh, they played in Dallas with Luca. I mean, Finney Smith is just shooting couldn't couldn't shoot a three and then with it was nowhere near efficient enough like he was in Dallas. it was remarkable i i did not i i have to rethink everything i thought about dorian finney smith everything and i and, love dorian but i was shocked yeah I, I also and watching the Cavs uh knicks because i just wanted to feel the pain seeing bronson succeed and and all this all this Oh, uh, his father was the the reason we lost out to the Knicks. Holy, holy! Uh, forgive, forgive me, my my wording, my cursing. But holy shit! How can Cubans say such such things that his father was was the problem? Mm. So the Cavs team that had so many talent, Mobley, Allen, but their offense was just awful. And I, I think it's safe to say at this point that that Donovan Mitchell isn't a playoff winning player. 
what a collapse he, from he that was dude. Just awful. He was just awful in, in, in these playoffs. Holy shit. And yeah. I think, and I know Kyrie Irving is a fantastic individual talent, but I think Bronson is, is, is more of a winning player right now than Irving is. So I think that Bronson has more impact on winning than Irving does. That's, so, that's my opinion. <laughs> I love this opinion, number one, because we can't really disprove it either way. But the thing that I really enjoy about the concept is that quietly, Kyrie really hasn't been a playoff factor since since 2017, 2016. It's been a, it's been a long time. I mean, he he argued uh, fairly recently that had. Um, Giannis not stepped on his foot in 2021. The the Nets would have gone further, but you know, but all we can do is what we have. Um, man, it's it's a fun take though. I I will simply say that what I just you know, it's not that I wish that we had both, but it's just I, I'm still it still hurts to see Brunson doing what he's doing. Yeah, but the Mavericks are now in a situation you have to must uh, overpay for Kyrie. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I think we must pay Kyrie, but I really hope we, we flip Kyrie for something because I, I have no confidence that Kyrie Irving can play a whole season and he can play in the playoffs when it is time because he will be injured yeah. or something. He always gets injured in the playoffs. Since 2016, he always gets injured or something is up with him. So I, 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 am, I have this fear that I am okay. Okay, you have... Luca, you have Curry, but then again, you need so much defensively good players around them. So I think you can only build with Kyrie and with Luca if Luca comes back as a more complete player offensively, also like shooting eighty uh, percent from the free throw line, a little bit better with catch and shoot threes and and uh, all that stuff, and uh, uh, average uh, giving a more effort on defense have a bit a little better body language so if luca comes back as a more complete player and gives more uh, uh more uh, uh interest in playing a little bit defense then i'm okay with Kyrie and luca playing together right but uh, i really have to say that my confidence that Kyrie can play a whole season without serious injury I just, I just have a feeling that when we will be in the playoffs, something will happen to Kyrie, and then, puff, the whole. I, I, I really think that uh, the Dallas Mavericks have only in this last three or two years in Lucas, Lucas uh, contract, they cannot build a true contender around Luca because they made already too many mistakes starting with the Porzingis trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's... I think they, the only option they can do is to build something and they can say to Luca when his option year is upon us that look, Luca, we have a team that we can win in the future with. Maybe. I don't think they can build a true contender around Luca. In, in 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 this in this contract that he signed you, you know because there are too many cooks in the kitchen because of the front office is full of people 
but Cuba makes decisions, so mm -hmm. nobody can really do something. They can only just look, Mark, we, we think this is what we should do. And Mark can say, no, I don't like that player. But I don't know. I, I like see. this take. I, I like the, well, I mean, it makes me sad, but I tend to agree with the take because my thought process has been if the Mavericks were to get lucky and jump up into the lottery, the top four, like the top, because that's the way the NBA lottery works, you can go number. And if if that is the case, then they that gives them some flexibility. Either I think trade, they will get in the top four. You like that? Okay. We'll will rig because they don't want to, they don't want to uh, to have Luca out of the playoffs again, so they need to give something to the Mavericks to to have a chance to build something with Luca, mm -hmm. to have a yep. chance to get into the playoffs. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. We got something like two and a half weeks until the lottery. Just so everybody in here knows, Josh and I will likely hold a live show around the lottery so that we can all suffer in real time. Um, yeah. So you got anything Positive else for thinking. us? Uh, no, I just, I, I'm, my, my, my heart hurts watching these playoffs. Because... See, and you're a better man than me. Cause I'm honestly <laughs> turning on like the fourth quarter for most games. I just, I'm not, I'm not watching a lot of it. I need a little bit of a break. I'll watch the second round. Um, our, our guy, Ben Zadell is waiting to come up. He's a Mavs Moneyball writer and he's been watching the first round, like every game, like a true sicko. And I'm looking forward to hearing him rant about that. So, well, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you come back. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Thank you. All the best to you. Uh, you as well. Really appreciate it when uh, when folks come in here and help me get this show started. The start of the show is arguably the hardest part because when you subscribe to the channel, which all of you should, you got to go through a couple of notifications on the YouTube page. Like You got to click the bell for upcoming live shows. Then you got to click it again to basically be notified on your phone for when everything goes live. It's a little bit more challenging than um, Spotify Live, but the audio is better and the process is better. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm going to, there's, Ben, what's up, man? You are on mute. You have muted yourself. No. There we go. What's up?
Perfect. Oh, nothing much. Just uh, wanting to chat, I guess, a little bit of Mavericks, a little bit of basketball. Uh, you, were, you, you were really angry in our Slack the other day. Something really spurned you. Do you remember what it was? I'm trying to remember what it was where you're just like, I'm going to write about this. This is an old man. Oh, take. my gosh. Yes, it was the uh, the little thing from NBA Reddit where they had linked everybody's uh, primary rivals and their secondary <laughs> rivals. All right. So I'm going to talk about can... this. Let, let, I'm going to see if I can find this while you're talking. NBA so Reddit. Essentially, I yeah, I found it on Twitter, so I don't know exactly where it came from. But oh, it was, I got it. From, it was NBA Reddit. And they had the Mavs' primary rival, I believe, was the Clippers. And then the secondary rival was the Suns. And I absolutely not, man. Like, congratulations that we recently played them in the playoffs. But, like, the Clippers have – Clippers, so everyone's on the whole Kawhi has been injured. Paul, Paul George has been injured. What uh, I think everybody's forgetting is that uh, the Clippers are in the middle of the, one of their most successful runs in their franchise history. They mm-hmm. actually made it to the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, and they never done that before. So they're actually doing really successful, and they're just nowhere near a rival for the Mavericks. I don't care that we lost to them a couple of rounds in the playoffs when Luka, it was one, one series was Luka's first ever playoff series, and it was in the bubble and weird. The second one was a crazy seven game series, you know, uh, they, that took, I, I don't even know how to describe the effort that Kawhi, like one of what, two or three of the best playoff games I've ever seen someone play. So, you know, they're not, they're not rivals to the Mavericks They're We played them recently. The Suns, same thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get like, I don't care about the Suns. Like, I'm sorry to disappoint any Suns fans or anything that I doubt if there's any Suns fans in here, but I don't care about the Suns. They mean nothing to me. I care about the Spurs that won five titles when, you know, the Mavericks have only won one. They're this the rivals. Amazing. I don't care that they're down in the dumps right now. I want to be like, I'm really mad. I'm like really mad that they lost to the Spurs in that last game of the season because it really affected nothing as far as the uh, draft stock goes. And uh, you know, like we had beat them like seven or eight times in a row. And like, come on, man. Like, I just want to beat the Spurs over and over again. Same thing. Rockets, they're not as big a rival to me, I guess. And but still, I don't want the Rockets to succeed. I think it's funny that they've like missed the playoffs like four, three or four years in a row mm-hmm. and that their team's awful. Like, this is hilarious to me. I don't care. So you could get me involved in the, the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit, maybe the Pelicans, because they're in the same division, but like talk to me when the Clippers and the Suns have won a title and then like we could, you know, be similar on the same level here. I, I don't yeah. know. What do you, what do you think? I, I mean, the regionality of, of NBA rivals is what's really stood the test of time. And Mark Cuban argued this a while ago where he's like, if you look at just based on geography, there's a number of teams in the West that ought to be in the East and the Mavericks aren't far enough east geographically for it to really matter. Like the Grizzlies probably have the the Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Timberwolves have a better case to be in the east than than the than the West does. But it's just it's such a confusing thing. Um, it, it's it, this whole map. And those of you I, that are watching on video, you can probably tell it a little bit. But like that, and, and that's really the the big challenge is um is is just the fact that that. The Maverick, you know, the Spurs are it for us. Like the Clipper, you know, it'd be one thing if you just got to have a lot of the same teams playing each other over and over again for real rivalry stuff to work out. Um, And the teams can't shift players. So the Clippers one is at least interesting because the Mavericks and Clippers have had like largely the same players since 2019. Um, But it's not going to work past this year. 
Yeah. Like, and it was just, that was a dumb one. Didn't, didn't you bring one. it up in the group chat that basically the Clippers were only healthy for that one series where they beat the Mavericks. And then since then they've just have not had a, a fully healthy squad for a playoff series. Oh, it's, it's, it's just pissing me off to no end part. And it, it didn't occur to me because I have these friends in the national media that don't really view those series as all that important or interesting, but it's because the Clippers never did shit after they beat the Mavericks. And yeah. it drives me mad because Luca was so awesome. Like I, there was an asinine comment from uh, a, I like the guy, but he's a, he's a Clippers Clippers guy who said, well, you know, Booker was better than Luca was in in those playoffs, and it's like number one, friend, Booker <laughs> is playing with two Hall of Famers. Luca did that what he did against the Clippers, playing with once again Dorian Finney-Smith and some of these other guys, and I'm just like, what are we doing here? We can't be this prisoner of the moment shit. But yeah, you know, and and anyways, that that's 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 kind of a different conversation. But it's just those two series really defined the Mavericks, and no one cares about them because the Clippers died immediately after. Yeah, the so. funniest thing I don't know if you noticed on that little NBA rivalry map is the Wizards fans voted themselves their biggest rival. Oh, so let me look the, at this. Maybe we can like- maybe we can switch over. <laughs> let me do my share screen again. I'm still getting like yeah you- if. If we had a producer like doing this sort of thing, hopping in and out, but I'm always, I'm always kind of doing this. Um, why am I? So let's see here. So we have the yeah. wizards. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they chose themselves as their rival. That, yeah. I, <laughs> I like that. Typical wizard stuff. So it's good. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. Well, I wanted to, I'm glad you got fired off about that. Um, what else, what else is, are, is, is on your mind recently? Uh, Jimmy Butler is mm. always on my mind right now, I guess, man. Like that guy, that's incredible. I, I like Jimmy Butler going into this playoffs. I've liked him for like, if, if this dude can like make me overcome my Miami heat hatred and have me rooting for him against, uh, now I guess it's going to be against my, my long lost son, Jalen Brunson now. Um, like, man, like, I, I hate the heat. Like, I really, you want to talk about, like, rivals and stuff like that. I, for me, I guess, it, again, is the Spurs and the Rockets, but it's also the heat. Um, man, like, it's just fun watching him. I, he's He can't shoot until he hits the playoffs. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, Zach Lowe in his podcast today said something about as soon as it turns to tax, you know, tax day hits, all of a sudden Jimmy Butler's shot returns. That's a so, great take. Because he yeah, really is awful at shooting from three. It's not. He's not good. And this, but somehow you, even when he's not good at from three, he still ends up with like thirty points somehow. And it's just he manufactures these buckets. I love watching guys that uh, you know, kind of like Kawhi. You know that it doesn't really matter where they're at on the floor. They just find a way to get like twenty eight points and six assists and eight rebounds. You know, yes. so just just really fun watching him. And I I hope they at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Really don't. I mean, like, I really like Brunson, but I just don't want Knicks fans to experience any success right now. Um, just that's just me being petty and bitter. Sure. Uh, so, and then just uh, I think the the Nuggets are are going to beat the Suns like in six. I, I I think the Suns are just a little too discombobulated. And if the Clippers have been fully healthy, even maybe if they had just fully healthy Kawhi, yeah, not even Paul George, they probably might have lost to the Clippers. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be like I think that that Knicks Heat series is going to be a generational rock fight because what got hidden in the discourse like the big picture discussions about the Knicks and the Cavs is that the two offenses were fucking terrible. 
Yeah. Like Brunson was pretty good, but Brun- you know, it was like good amidst a sea of garbage. So it's like, what, what's the compare? And then they're going to go play the heat who also have a say. pretty, it, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. It's, they're it's not exactly a juggernaut. Yeah, no, it's like for me, I mean, I was really looking forward to a Bucks uh, Celtics Eastern Conference finals, but mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, how, I don't know, wide open. Everybody says it's wide open. And again, it really is never wide open, but man, maybe this year it really is because, you know, I, I, again, don't like the Lakers. That's another team, but man, it looks like they, they could go to the conference finals in the West. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, a lot of times these playoffs seem really chalky. In the NBA, you know, as we know, typically most years, if you're not a three seed or above, you're not going to uh, make the finals or even have a chance to win in the finals. Uh, but this year, that seems out the window. So it's been fun. Looking forward to the second round. Any any Mavs any Mavs takes on your brain, or are you just kind of looking? Or you... uh, I the only Mavs takes I have in my brain is I keep trying to figure out ways for them to completely just turn over this roster. And it's really hard. So I keep getting kind of stuck. Um, a Kyrie Irving sign and trade uh, seems like a really good way to go, but I just don't know what I, I can't, you know, imagine up uh, scenarios. So, well, I, I, one of the things I've found particularly interesting is our friends over locked on Nick and Isaac are really focused on like the trading of the pick. And it, I can see at least on the social media elements, it's kind of like making fans mad because I we hosted a a poll at Mavs Moneyball. Do you want the Mavericks to trade like draft someone if they they keep the pick at ten, or do you want them to trade it and get a win down player? Two out of three people responded with they want the Mavericks to to use the fucking pick because we're all tired of watching like also rands and guys yeah. that were undrafted. We like, want pedigree talent and. Nick and Isaac have been sharing these different trade scenarios and I like they kind of get shit for it, but I, it makes sense because I, th- I still think their most likely option is they're going to trade the pick, yeah. um, which I, I just, I, like I fundamentally drives me crazy that they're going to trade the pick, but I understand the logic. Like Luca doesn't want no damn rookie. Right. And, and you know, like I've said many times, I fall into that camp of like, I'm really not interested in a rookie learning for the two to three years and then mm-hmm. maybe eventually being ready. But I, I don't know what kind of player you get for one first round pick, or even if they involve the uh, one other pick that they can trade. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of player that you can get for those two picks and maybe throwing in Jaden, Jaden Hardy. But if you're going to throw in those two picks, you'd probably like to keep Jaden Hardy just to have one viable offensive threat who's under a good contract. Oh, I think I think Green goes before Hardy. I, yeah. Cuz he's going to get his deal. We've you know, it's, we're too far away from free agency, but he's eligible for an extension and his deal is going to be really fascinating cuz um fellow friend of the show Bibbs, Mike Mike Bibbins says did something to the effect of saying during the season he think he thought that Green is going to get like 4 for 48 which like threw everyone into like a blind rage, myself included. But then Green actually played well enough to where I thought that would make some sense. And now I'm thinking about it, and I really think they get him at like four for 36, like something yeah. where it's like nine, nine to 10 million a year with the scale that goes up. And I think I'd be fine with that because he's yeah. a starting caliber player. He is a rotation top six, top seven guy. He just has to get better at some things and fix some things. Yeah. I think if you're going to, if you've got a guy who's in your, yeah, like you said, top eight, even top nine, 
like nine, you know, nine million is really nothing. So that, that's what I was thinking is maybe somewhere along the lines of Maxi Cleaver's deal, which I think is like eleven a million a year or something mm-hmm. along those. Like that's probably on the high side. So yeah, I, I'd be fine with that because that's really tradable. Because that's really what you want to get. You know, a, you want these guys to have tradable contracts because everyone gets caught up on cap space and things like that, and it's really just more about can you if if it comes to it and you need to make some space, can you trade this guy? without having to attach a pick. Like for instance, everyone, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of the guys that people really, you know, kind of don't enjoy. Uh, but his contract, I think he's got two years left. And it it, it uh, gets lower in value every year. Uh-huh. And, and for what he does, he shoots. He, you know, he looked good this year. I mean, he yeah. was like career low in two point percentage because he just can't dunk and make layups to save, you know, like his entire existence, but three point shooting, he's, he's still his willingness to take those shots. It's important. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, you can trade him. So that's for me, as long as they lock up green to a tradable contract, then it's fine. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking part of your Friday. You got any, uh, any thoughts for us before you go? Uh, no, uh, have a good weekend. Watch some playoff basketball. Uh, go stars. You're the man. Talk soon. Ben writes a ton for Mavs Moneyball has been invaluable to our team. Grateful to have him. All right. I see Tyron back at it. We're going to get him and then we're going to go. Ewan is going to close this out this Friday. Ewan, thank you so much for waiting. But Tyron, welcome back to the show. What's up, my guy? All right. Can you hear me this time? I can. You sound better. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Sorry about that earlier. This shit, it happens. Sometimes it works remotely. My, We had a guy in here who was like literally driving his car around and like holding the thing up. I was like, do not crash your car. <laughs> And it, it worked fine. So what, what was the question you were going for? Well, I was just, well, recently, I guess Greg St. Jean and Christy Tolliver are leaving us. Is Christy Tall? I didn't know Christy Tall. Shit, you're breaking news here. I knew Greg St. Yeah. Jean. I missed the Tolliver thing. Yeah, but I mean, my question is, we have a million and one coaches on staff. What do they do? Oh, well, um, it's a great question. Tim Cato wrote about this. And during the season when there was like nine of them at one point and when what it, it said to me and, you know, Mavs Moneyball, we employ, employ, we have like 20 ish people that help out and, but there's a hierarchy of like what people do because it's the only way we make it through the season. And I'm sure that they have some official and unofficial responsibilities, but as an outsider, what it looked like to me is that there were a ton of coaches to spread around responsibility so that whenever shit went wrong, you could go, well, it's his fault. It's his fault. It's her fault. There was nobody responsible for anything. They were very, you know, kind of high on their own supply after they made the, the Western conference finals. But I, I don't, I don't know. Like it was, it was bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's really, really, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> almost. Uh, and my other point was, we got this guy from Utah, and I, I, I'm kind of like you, what you said earlier this week. I don't like to speculate on speculations, mm. um, but it's almost like the Mavericks go and get people that have been, you know, they've, they've done something, or, or speculatively speaking, they've done something. And, again, it's it's embarrassing. You want to go hire the guy who got fired for because he was accused of saying some racial shit? Like, come right. on. Right, right. And – I, I don't know if this was reported anywhere and I could be speaking wildly out of pocket, but I feel like I heard somewhere that they were considering it two years ago because he's been out of the league for a while. And it's kind of like the Haralabob thing where Haralabob was a, a informal advisor to the Mavericks for a while until they yeah. hired him. And I just, 
it, it, there was a really, I talked about this, but so I apologize for repeating myself, but that Kevin shared an article in the Dallas morning news, which basically was like, well, why are you bringing him in? What do the other people do? And, and that's what kind of drives me nuts because the way Cuban runs the organization is very top down, <clears throat> which I don't hate, but then from the top down point of view, you would expect guys to have like mapped out responsibilities. And that's right. what we can't figure out. And, Maybe we don't need to. Maybe it's none of our business, but it does present a lot of confusion. Yeah, it's a it's a really really bad look, uh, and it kind of goes back to the point. You know, well, how come nobody wants to come to Dallas? Well, come on, guys, yeah. <laughs> that has something to do with it. Uh, anyways, that's 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 all I have. I I, I really look forward to the off season. Cause I like seeing things get shaken up and seeing the different transactions go on and, and, you know, just add some excitement to our seemingly boring team. Yeah. Uh, but God, we're off to a bad start, Kurt. It's, it's, it's Part it's, of it's, it's the bad. waiting though. That's the real challenge. Like you know, yeah. we, we've had multiple years. The last time the Dallas Mavericks didn't make the playoffs in a regular year was 2018. We've yeah. just had a long time, 2018, 2019, you know, none of us, Frankly, the technology, I wasn't good at it then, so we didn't do anything like this. So it's like you get offline. It, you, you really just start to spin yourself into a cycle of, like, concern. And there's yeah. not – you know, we'll, we'll once the, the playoff, like, the lottery will help suss out a whole bunch of things about whether we need to be extremely negative or whether we have enough stuff to, um, to, to kind of hope and build for the future. That decision tree – helps a lot because I've, I've had a hard time even wanting to do shows because it's not as much as I like speculation, it's almost reckless because there's so many options. Right. Right. Well, so now we're just playing the waiting game. So I'll, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you're, the, you're the man. Thanks for trying to join again. I appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. See you, Kurt. Talk soon. Okay. So we're going to go back to Ewan. Hey, what's up, man? See, now you're not allowed to crash your car either. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's up? I'm serious trouble with my lady, man. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, so um, yeah, I'm just saying, um, yeah, the city's buzzing right now. You know, I'm in New York City, so, you know, you know, it's, energy's crazy. All these Knicks fans are crazy. Like, yo, Knicks and Bob. It's just it's just funny, man. It's just, I have one of my, one of my good friends, we in a group chat, and he's a diehard Knicks fan, and he's just like, it's like everything's loud enough for the Knicks to kind of do something. Giannis is injured. Mm-hmm. They do. Well, they got eliminated. It's like you know everything's kind of loud enough for the Knicks to try to do something. So he's just he's on a, he's on a high right now. So I'm just just like, like the Mavericks last year. Like there's a path. <laughs> there's a real path. They should be excited. Oh uh, man, it's so funny. And then they had like a New York Post, I think, or Daily News, one of the two. It was like who's the the top athlete? They had a poll. Who's the top athlete in New York City? And they got Jalen Brunson at number one. Like, come on, man. He's not Aaron Judge. Like, how how y'all really <laughs> just that's crazy. He ended up being number one on the poll. I'm like, come on now. Let's be serious. He's the best yep. athlete in New York City. It's just the Knicks hype with when it comes to voting. It's like Knicks fans are really everywhere. Like, they're really everywhere. It's it's mind-boggling that they have such a well, they've been garbage pack. my entire life. Like they <laughs> ever since John Starks died against Jordan, it's just been bad for a billion years. And they and yet they I saw ticket prices. Friend of mine shared top of the garden ticket prices for game one, the next series. One seat was nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it's Could, yeah, the garden prices. Holy shit. Yeah, the garden Yeah, the garden prices don't even waste your time trying to get if you're a regular guy like me trying to buy a ticket, it just just watch it in the house or go to a bar 
yeah. in the city to go watch it because getting the ticket is good. It's, it's a celebrity time. You're not gonna be able to get the tickets. You're not gonna be able, gonna be able to get it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but back to like our stuff, you know, watching the playoffs and seeing all these people, like you know, they talk the talk and then they duck the media after. It's like, come on, man! Like Giannis not available to speak to the media. Dylan Brooks not available to speak to the media. And it's like going back to Dirk. Regardless of what he went through in the playoff, how bad his performance was, how poor he was, especially against the Warriors that year that we lost, yep. he he never ducked the media. He sat and he spoke, and whatever feeling he was feeling, he just sat there. And he you know he took the beating. Yep. These guys, these players now they just ducking and running. I'm like, come on now, like. So I, I have I, one friend. I have I have one very good friend who's a Bucks fan. Um, his his handle on Twitter is at No Tech Ben. He runs this uh, tech uh, blog. He's a he's a crazy Bucks fan though, and he always whines that like Giannis doesn't get enough respect. And yesterday's head padding of Giannis's answer just yeah. blew blew that shit off the water because I cannot think of another player currently or in the past who could get away with not getting excoriated for what happened. Because it's not his fault that they lost entirely. I would blame their coach. I would blame the medical staff for making him sit game three when I bet he probably wanted to play. But he still has to wear it. And to, to you know, kudos to him for being able, like, I'm sure this wasn't on purpose. It's just the way the internet works where everybody gets together and it's like, oh, what a wonderful answer. It's so great. Hey, yay! And it's like, no, guys, no, they lost. They they have to they have to take their fucking medicine and get it and feel embarrassed because losing as a as a one seed is embarrassing. Full stop. We got cooked for tanking two games when we was out of the playoff contention, and mm-hmm. we got cooked. We got roasted for that. Like, so you you you, you got to take it. You gotta you gotta sit there. You gotta take the tough questions if it's a tough question. And you just you just gotta you gotta answer it, and then you know come back the next year and you know be better. In that, yeah. in that in that interview with Rachel Nichols and Dirk Nowitzki, he was saying that when he won the MVP after losing to the to the to the Warriors, like he didn't. That was like one of the most shameful time of his life. He didn't want the MVP because he just got embarrassed. So he's like, I don't want the MVP. Like, you know, that was that was a bad feeling. And but of course, he sat there. He took he took all the criticism. He came back the next year, and you know, he was doing his thing. So it's like, yep. I don't know. These players are just not. It's just not the same without Luca. Like. And you go back to, like I said, with the Kawhi and Paul George, like those are the only series that they was healthy for. And he going to war with one game with KP, the next game he got thrown out. That was a game that we honestly should have won. Then his knee was fucked. Yep. Right. And then that was it. And then the rest is with, we have Trey Burke as our star. Trey Burke, Holly Stein, um, Giltris, Kill Kil- Giltris. This is a really like, different world of players. Yeah. <laughs> Like this is what he was going to war with against Kawhi and PG, and he was still giving them buckets. So we know like Luca's an all-time world-time performer, especially when it comes to like a closeout game and a must-win game. Yep, he's gonna go down swinging, swinging, swinging. So that's just something that I miss right now in the playoffs. And sure. and I mean, lastly with the Knicks with Jalen Brunson, I mean, I don't got no ill, no none. I'm rooting for the guy, but every time that we play Knicks. That we played next in the last two years, like you can tell what they do that affected us that caused us to lose those games. You know, their physicality, second chance, rebound. And all Jalen Brunson did was plug himself in that situation. He don't got to worry about nothing. He don't, don't got to worry about doing anything extra. He just got to score the ball. Maybe he makes some assists here and there. But his primary thing is to score. 
if you know if, if people watch the game, they can see that is this possession where he pounds the rock like Luca, and you don't hear that being you know talked about on the media. You know, you don't hear that being discussed. But the Knicks are just they they have the team that's already built. They have the hustle players. They yeah. have the rebounders. They have the physicality. They went and got Josh Short for a bag of chips. So it's like, like think about these trades that happened, Kirk. They got Josh Short for a bag of chips. The Lakers got all that for another bag of chips. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it just—I don't know. They just, like I said, I don't know how we're gonna be able to get to, you know, this level where we have all those kind of players, you know, those impact players, those dirty players like the Knicks have. But that's 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 what we need. Somehow, some way, that's that's what we need. And I'm pretty sure the Knicks not gonna let Josh Hart leave. Nope. Whatever money he gonna get, they probably gonna try to pay him that money. So it's kind of like, I don't know, I don't know where we're gonna go, but I don't know either. Um, I've referenced this column a couple of times, but it's pr- primarily because there's just not a lot of content right now. But for D Magazine, former ana- I, I want to say he was like anal- he was an analytics guy, one of their first ones. Brian Damaris, who's occasionally on the the broadcast. Um, I don't really know. Like he worked for the Mavs. Now he's like a pseudo media member. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I I guess he wrote this column where he's like, you know, this is the offseason blueprint, basically what he thinks is going to happen. And he kind of soft sold the fact that he's he thinks the Mavericks going to bring back a lot of these guys. And I'm just like, they can't fucking do that. They cannot come back with the same guys. We can't. They yeah. they have to do stuff. It has to be a wild remake. It, yeah. it happened between 2003 and 2005 with the Mavericks. Um, wherever it, it happened again after 2007, after the Mavericks lost in the playoffs that year to the, to the Warriors, you just have to remake your team in a significant way. And they, I think they know that I really do, but it was just, it was just frustrating to see because it's like, oh, well, we're just going to, what we're going to do. And then I'm paraphrasing here and I'm being an asshole, right. but the, the, it, just to paraphrase is what we're going to do is to consider doing the same fucking thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't anymore. Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100. Like, even even if even if like we can't get any free agents, and you know, you're 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 thinking like, okay, at least bring back these guys because we're not able to get anybody. I'd rather we cut cut ties and just maybe try some two way players, get some undrafted guys, get them going because. I don't want to see Powell again. I'm no. sorry. I don't want to see Theo again. I don't want to see. I don't want to see these guys again. That Jason Kidd could look down at the end of the bench and he'd say, "You know what? Okay, this guy's playing bad. Powell, get in there for ten minutes." Like I don't right. want that. I don't want that security for J Kidd. I don't want. I don't want the sense of we're continuing to accept like whatlessness, and that's okay. Like no, yep. it's not okay. Yep. Just get rid of it. Get rid of Powell. Get that's done and over with. Like. I don't want to do it. Like, give us some new people. Give us some fresh faces. Like, okay, we we understand that these guys are not it. And like Nico said in this press conference, like, we need more high IQ players. And I've been saying that all year. We need more high IQ players that can make, can that can do something. Like, looking around at Luca, like, here, Luca, do it. Here, you, no, like, make something happen. And Powell is not that. Theo's not that. Um. Holiday's not that. Just, just, just watch Clean House. Get, get rid of them. Don't yeah. bring them back. That's right. So, well, thank you for closing out the show. Any more thoughts? Hey, fingers crossed. Hopefully, we move up. Oh, one more question. If you move up into like the top four, right? Mm-hmm. 
and teams normally like trade back, like trade down. Mm-hmm. How how does that work? Like you trade you, you trade a top four pick for like uh on like say the number fifteen and seventeen pick, like yeah. It, so in that case, the Knicks wouldn't get a pick because technically the top four pick is ours. So yes, that's right. That's picks. right. Okay, that's okay, right. Exactly. I just understand your question. If right. yeah, if they were to trade back, it wouldn't become their pick because the lot. Yeah, I, I that's that's a good question. I hadn't really oh. thought of that one. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So that 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 might be a route if you know miracle happened, we end up in the top four. Maybe they can you know trade that pick for somebody valuable and then maybe recoup a pick later on in the first round and then use that to pick somebody else to fill another need. You know. Yeah. So, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All um, right, man. Nothing. Who you rooting for? You're not rooting for nobody right now, right? You know. Uh, I will end up rooting for the Nuggets because Suns fans fucking annoy me. Um, and I think that the the Nuggets getting packed by two fat white boys in a row would be incredible <laughs> for the content. Um, yeah, I I also just you know it's just. I, I bitched a little bit about Booker. Like Booker's just one of these guys who I recognize as like a top ten, top fifteen NBA player, but his face, I can't help it. I just he's like a villain. I just I don't know. I I, I I'm biased. Yeah, Nuggets win. You know, Luca somehow will party with Joker. That'll be a nice little pick to see a nice little you know be a good friend. So sure. that'd be good. All right, man. Have a good day. Whatever your next show is, we'll be here. That's right. Sir. Okay. Um, I saw a question that I wanted to address before we get out of here. Doe in the chat, longtime listener, occasional guy who pops in here, um, said, asked, what do you think of free agent Chris Middleton? Uh, I love Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton will never be a Maverick while Jason Kidd is the head coach because Chris Middleton is the one that finally pushed Jason Kidd out. They are not f- friends, I don't think. Uh, so, so, yeah. That would be kind of my take. Um, all right. So future shows, Josh and I will probably continue to record on Tuesday night. You can always hop in here and listen. We don't really do the guest thing, but if you want to participate in the live show, give us comments. It really keeps us going. Really love that sort of thing. Uh, we'll I'll probably do another one next Friday. Assuming I can get away with it. I've been like moving work around and, and basically like blocking off this hour, but you never know. Um, I'll try to schedule that a little more in advance so that you can get notified. Uh, the final thing is any sort of um, subscribing to the show, uh, likes, comments, all that sort of thing very much helps us. We're inching towards a thousand subscribers, which is not, you know, uh, a big deal relative to, like the audience that the show has, but it, it's helpful to me. So I would I would very much uh, appreciate if you could do that if you haven't already, though I assume everybody who's already down here. The 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 uh, the comments, the likes, all that sort of thing. It just it boosts, you know, when when people search stuff. I have to get better. Um obviously people pointed out better camera, working on it, thinking about it. Life just keeps happening. Better background um we'll we'll keep working on those sorts of things as well um if anyone out in the universe uh, has any experience with thumbnails uh and and making those sorts of things that we could use like kind of an interchangeable group reach out to me i, I could use the help um i just don't really know what i'm doing this is a lot of fun all right guys we will talk with you soon thanks for hanging out happy friday and go mavs everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.